Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today we're talking about a really interesting homeopathic remedy called abrotanum. And I chose this remedy because in today's world, we are seeing so many changes in the disease state and among the average person. I know moms will talk to me and they'll say, oh, I've never seen so much sickness in my whole life. You think you've got a handle on the situation and all of a sudden, you know, the, situ- the symptoms all change. And so I thought, you know, this is a really good remedy to address that type of situation. This abrotanum is a remedy that is famous for a change of symptoms the location or change in the pathology of a disease or illness. And I think I'll start talking about it just by reading what John Henry Clark wrote in the Materia Medica in 1902. He says that the most prominent symptom of abrotanum is the wasting it causes. Now, a lot of you, if you don't understand wasting, wasting disease used to be, well, today we might call it emaciation where the the body just loses muscle, okay? That's what's known as wasting disease. And you'll see that a lot in tubercular patients. And this is a very tubercular remedy according to Rajan Sankaran. He lists it as a tubercular remedy. It's in the Capazitae family, which is in the Arnica family of plants. And But like I said, instead of being an acute remedy, it's tubercular. So in other words, it's a much deeper seated disease state than arnica. And John Clark writes, he said, he continues and he says, it is a waste, it is the wasting it causes. Most marked in the lower extremities. So in the legs is where you're going to see the, the, the loss of muscle. It has also an intense indigestion and morbid appetite. So the digestion is altered and the appetite is even altered. There are burning, gnawing, and constricting pains and sometimes vomiting of offensive matters. A peculiar sensation as if the stomach were hanging or swimming in water. After checked diarrhea, in other words, suppressed diarrhea, rheumatism may ensue. So see, we're seeing you suppress the diarrhea, then the patient becomes rheumatic. Another great characteristic of abrotanum is metastasis or metastatic rheumatism. Now, when we talk about metastasis in the disease state, it doesn't necessarily mean just cancer. This is just meaning that the disease itself changes location or it changes symptom picture. It metastasizes to something else. So it, meta- it may metastasize um, from rheumatism, from joints, and then go to the heart or to the spine. There is a sudden aching pain in the back, worse for motion. Symptoms are better at night and in cold air. The face is wrinkled, pale, old-looking. He feels cold, blue rings around the eyes. It is suited to affections of newborn children, and especially little boys. Little boys may, be ten, may tend to have a hydrocele, 
Hydrocele is a type of hernia. Epistaxis, in other words, bloody noses. Emaciation, again, the loss of muscle and undergrowth, malnutrition. Oozing of blood and moisture from the navel of a newborn. And I know a lot of people have seen this and they just, the doctors will say, oh, that's normal in some kids. John Clark says, I have cured with it indigestion, with vomiting of large quantities of offensive fluid in a middle-aged woman. So that is what John Clark, that's his summation of this remedy. And so we have to understand, again, it's the changing of symptoms. You suppress one symptom and it's going to go into another part of the body or it's going to move to another system within the body. It's going to drive things deeper. If we talked about the clinicals of this remedy, there would be boils, chablains, epilepsy, gout, hemorrhoids, hectic fever. Fever is a strong part of this remedy. Hydrocele, indigestion, paralysis. And paralysis is one of the things that I find extremely interesting because that's how I've used this remedy is someone who has had influenza, for instance, flu, the respiratory that affected the lungs and they've been very ill with a high fever. They get over the fever and the flu, then what happens? They lose the use of their legs. And I actually have seen this happen and according to the patient, they claim that they did nothing to suppress the flu. It's just that it moved. It moved to the legs via the spine. And when this remedy was given in a 30C, within just a few hours, they regained the use of their legs. It's very, very interesting. Like I said, change of symptoms, location, or change in pathology of a disease or illness. This remedy is needed when the picture of a disease changes, like from the flu to paralysis, from suppressed diarrhea to rheumatism. Again, the disorders following suppression and disorders of newborns, those with rheumatism, infants who fail to thrive for reasons relating to suppression rather than emotion. We are going to talk about in one of our upcoming podcasts, we're also going to talk about um, suppression of emotion and how that affects the body. And so with this one, we're talking about physical suppression. You suppress one one symptom and it'll move and go to another deeper area of the body. Now, the patient that I'm talking about who claims that they did nothing to suppress the, the flu that they had, um, I tend to think, of course, you're not going to sit and call someone, you know, uh, a liar, right? You just don't do those things. But suppression can be in many, many forms. Most of the time we know suppression is an allopathic medicine taken that suppresses a symptom, like you take cough syrup to suppress a cough or nasal congestion, in, take inhalers or nasal rinses that have medications in them that actually suppress the symptom. But sometimes we can suppress symptoms with very innocent things, deodorants. If we're in a deep sweat, maybe we plunge ourselves into cold water. That's a form of suppression from that deep sweat. There's different things that we can do that will actually suppress symptoms that our body is going through and then all of a sudden you cut that off. That's a form of suppression. Obviously, there are some things that are worse to do than others. Most of the time, the body can rally itself and it'll kick out that suppressed event. But sometimes if the body is in a weakened condition, like during the flu, it can't rally its system again and get up and over that which it was just suppressed. And so then it'll move into a deeper disease state. 
And, you know, when I was just quoting John Clark, that's from his Materia Medica written in 1902. The medical world has known about all of these forms of suppression, and yet they continue to write prescriptions and they continue to suppress people's symptoms. And, and we're in a world now where 90% of all people have an autoimmune disease, whether it be anything from diabetes to thyroid conditions to lupus to arthritis to all these different things are all forms of autoimmune diseases. And they're autoimmune diseases because the body is in such a deep suppressed state that it's just all it does is symptoms change from one thing to another and <laughs> go to the doctor and they'll run a gamut of tests on you and tests will come back and they'll say, oh, you're borderline for every autoimmune disease we tested you for. That's common today. And if you ask me, that's really sad, okay? So I cannot stress enough how serious it is to not suppress symptoms. When we give a homeopathic remedy, like say for instance, Arnica, Arnica is going to help our body to heal. It's not going to suppress anything. All it's going to do is aid the healing of the body. Most homeopaths say for uh, by up to 70%. No suppression whatsoever. The body just heals. And then of course, you know, in our members corner, we talk about different things. I know if you read old books, that's basically my whole membership. A lot of people have joined our membership and we have this cute little forum that they all discuss different diseases, different ailments. Okay, my son is sick, this is what's going on. And then members jump in and they help. And I, I try to monitor as much as I can I, myself and my other helpers on our website. We have so many brilliant members and they all help each other so amazingly well so that we don't suppress things, that we don't use remedies or other means to suppress symptoms so that our bodies can heal naturally. And homeopathic remedies, like I said, given at opportune times, if the remedy fits, if the symptoms fit, we give the remedy and then the, it helps the body to heal very, very quickly. And so I, like I said, this abertanum is a remedy for today's world, I think, in so, so many ways, especially since 2019 when that new flu was announced and all the different changes that went on in people's health and their, even their attitudes, everything has been so different. And so, like I said, I laugh because one of the big things we talk about is how quickly the symptoms change. You give a homeopathic remedy or you do something to help alleviate a particular symptom naturally. And before you know it, you've got a whole new diff set of different symptoms, not necessarily in a deeper disease state, but it's, it's like it's attacking a different part of the body. And that is known as metastasis, when things move from one part of the body to another. And so this remedy is a very, very good remedy to have on hand and to understand how to use it. I like to use this remedy in a 30C or lower because most people who are in need of this remedy are already quite ill or have been ill. And so their immune system is in a weakened condition. And so we like to keep the potencies lower when using this remedy. And it really will help to strengthen their, their body's immune system in the sense that help them get over what's going on within. Because there is such a weakening of the entire system. And for infants, I, I can't stress enough that, again, to, for today's world, 
there's so many infants being born that are underweight that don't thrive like they're supposed to that they may gain weight for a period of weeks and then suddenly start losing weight again as if there's a malassimilation of nutrients and idea what is or maybe going on and so they'll tell the mother well you need to stop nursing it must be your milk put the baby on formula and they tell mothers to do all these things and they're the absolute wrong things because mother's milk is always going to be the best if not mother's milk then possibly goat's milk raw goat's milk and if that mother's milk isn't doing the trick let's let's beef up mom's um diet you know give her some vitamins and then if that child still doesn't do well i go back to vitamins whole food vitamins and good nutritional supplements and herbs and if that child still doesn't begin gaining weight then let's look at this remedy talk, talk dial up a homeopath and say hey okay this is what's going on this is what i've done am i on the right track can you help me because a good homeopath will walk through your child's health. And there's so many children nowadays that, like I said, are being born either weaklings or they turn into a weakling shortly thereafter their birth. So this is a really good remedy to think of. And the indigestion, just <laughs> vomiting. It, again, I've never heard of more indigestion and more vomiting in, in my whole life. And I've been doing this for quite some time but this is a huge complaint on a lot of people nowadays. And you know, what is it that we're being exposed to that's causing our immune system and our digestive systems to be so distorted and so altered. And when we use homeopathic remedies, we can hopefully get our, we can get our health back so much more quickly. Okay. With that, I, there, I have a printable that is many pages long that I am going to put in the members corner. I did, I do have a shortened version of my notes, but then I also actually have added John H. Clark's rendition of this particular remedy. And I've started doing that because I just love his stories and I love the way he describes remedies so well. And I will probably do that in the future because it's just, you just can't replace his fantastic note-taking and the case studies that he adds to his notes. So with that, I just don't, I don't want to add a whole lot more information. Like I said, you can find more information in my notes in the printable in our members corner. If you're a, if you're a member, if you're not a member, definitely contact joy at info at homeopathyformommies.com and ask her if you can become a member of our wonderful homeopathy for mommy's members corner. <laughs> I just love it. And I, I get many, many compliments on the dedication of all of our members and how much help people get by joining our group. But anyway, with that, I just want you to remember that abertanum is the remedy flu like influenza to paralysis. In other words, that, that metastasis, that, that form of changing of symptoms that goes from one place to another. All right, with that, I hope this has been a helpful remedy review. And I know I've been anxious to share this with you guys, and I'm glad I finally got the chance to. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. 
Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.